Thank you for joining us. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie every Friday here on 1150 AM KKNW. 
We'll be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. That's a song I pretty much wrote most of it because I'm like into past life and stuff. Yeah, you wrote the majority of it. I, I would the majority give, give you of it. Soul credit. But I do have to say the co-writer, at the beginning of the song he wrote, I saw you die that day. <laughs> and that's how we kind of started this coming back again thing because I was always talking about past lives. And we did Reiki together. I trained him. We did all kinds of things together, healing work. And one day when he was raking me, I started to cry. And what I realized, I saw a vision of him being a battle life confessor, and he was the last person that saw me alive in my past life, my previous past lives. He was giving me my, my uh, what, are the, what are the rights at the very end? When you close the eyes of the person who's tragically mm-hmm. died. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's where that song came back, coming back again. And so after we wrote it, we went, that's pretty ironic. But today... I want to an- introduce Professor Anthony Manna. Good morning, Professor Anthony Manna. Good morning, Dina Marie. I'm <laughs> here, I'm here, I'm here. So Anthony and I have been talking for three years, pretty much every week. I don't know if you ever come across a person that it just resonates and you just, that's how I believe in past lives. You just know you have to see them again and again and again. And it turns out to have lots of synchronicity. It's playful. You always feel full when you're done. And we've been doing our YouTube for, gosh, 94 episodes, whatever it is, a lot of YouTube uh, for Our Energy Matters that has to do with my book. Um, and you can go to Anthony Elmana on YouTube to check that out or dina-marie.com. I have an Our Energy Matters uh, link there. But each week we talk about my book, Our Energy Matters, and about chakras and crystals and healing. And I had some um, past lives uh, that I came across while doing readings. And I also did some hypnotherapy and Reiki with people. And through this thing I do, they um, saw their past lives and not only saw it, but past lives, they healed them. And then they healed themselves in this life. So what we're going to do today is have Anthony interview me. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know, having having worked through your book uh, several times in, in this lifetime, um, you know, I've come across this idea of um you know uh reincarnation you could call it rebirth uh you know depending on what stance you take as i'm learning um and also it just seemed to me to be fascinating because i never really gave very much thought to the idea of past a past life my own past life although in a sense i've had premonitions you know i mean i think that happens you know that you all of a sudden you you come to some kind of realization you're drying the dishes you know you're you're doing your daily exercises you know whatever and you just kind of sense so i want to ask you i mean i've always always liked to ask you about this in in reading your book and coming across uh, different uh, conditions that you set up different uh, healing practices that you set up when did you start thinking about past lives and that it's a possibility. You know, as a child, I always thought I was a boy. I mean, I literally thought I was a boy. And I would uh, hang out with the guys. And eventually, as I got older, they say, you know, Dina, you are a girl. And it's you're different than us. And you need to, to, to take a hold of that. But I only became aware of past lives. Oh, it was when I read the Bible. And, and it was Elijah's, they said, would come back and it would be John the Baptist. And he'd be treated poorly. And he would announce Jesus is coming. And 
And I thought to the, as I re- read the Bible, and this is when I was really young, I thought that does that mean that he's got a past life if he's coming back? And then I started asking questions. And of course they didn't like that. And someone said that, <laughs> you know, the Abraham came back. It's in all, all and Adam as a- Adam and then Abraham, but it's all these things I started, it's in the Bible. And so I asked questions and they didn't like it. And then I th- might've seen a movie when, in the eighties or something. And I thought, wow, that makes more sense that to me anyways. But when I was doing, um, my own meditations, that's when I started to see my past lives. And when I meditated every day for 10 years, I would see pictures and I would play. And then I could realize that person that was with me was in my life this time. But I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> I never talked about it until I started doing hypnotherapy. And then it made a lot more sense to me because I saw lots of people that I would intuitively know something about just like the other day, this drummer. I'm just, I love this guy. And we were sitting there talking before he got up and played, and I said, I see you in the, the Civil War, and you're, you're marching the troops to battle. And he's like, how do you know that? I mean, I'm so into that history. And he goes, I went to museums, and I did all this stuff with that era. And that's just who I see him with. But he resonated with that. All right. Well, that's, that, that's so fascinating to me because, I mean, in your book, um, there's that one musician who is an active musician, but he's stuck. And then when you say, you say, I saw this, you know, it's the same thing with that eight-year-old girl. I saw this. Well, where do you see that? How do you see that? Because it just, it, you just take it for granted that you, you have this ability, this, this sense. And some people ask me to do it and it, well, it just doesn't work. And, and my voice said, right. that's because it has to be relevant in their healing. So someone wants it just for the fun of it to figure out what they were in a past life. If it's not relevant with what they're dealing with right now to heal them from what they're coming to me for, then I don't see the past life. So it's not for entertainment purposes, but right. I will be sitting with someone and we'll do the chakra reading. And so his throat chakra is missing. And then I see him on a platform and people are carrying him around. He's paralyzed, but he's revered. That's the word they gave me, revered. And I see the platform and he's getting carried around. And he's a he's a walk he's a ahead. He's very intelligent, and they need his um, wisdom, but he can't walk. And so I just tell him what I saw, and then he's like, "Well, you know, it's kind of funny you say that because in this lifetime in the military, my head was super big, and they had to order extra helmets when he was in the, in the military." And then I said, "So what do you do for a living?" He goes, "I do Steps Incorporated, which is a service that gets people that can't walk out and about." So to me, that's kind of like a payback for that lifetime. But in his uh, this lifetime, he felt very isolated and alone. And so we did some healing work on his throat chakra. And pretty soon, the guy was, uh, he used to have a brain tumor, but it was, it was learning how to express himself. But I think, I don't know where I see the pictures, but I also had this one man doing, um, he was in the military, he had PTSD. And I saw that his tongue had been cut out in a past life where he had expressed himself when you are not supposed to. And in this life, he had a cleft palate. And after the Reiki session, he came to me. I didn't know what he was going to talk about, but he says, you know, Dina, in the military, I saw something that could have saved someone's life, but I was in fear. I could not talk and tell people what I knew because of his past life. And then he talked to me about what he saw. And then the um, next time he came to me, he had basically resolved all of his PTSD and anger because he had told me something he had repressed in this lifetime, but he was really doing it from the past lifetime. 
And then his wife was super happy and he was healthy. So only past lives bump into my brain when I know I can help somebody in the present moment. That makes so much sense. And I, you know, and I, I guess the next question would be for anybody who's doubting this. So what, you know, why, you know, why do you think it's important for your clients that sense you, you know, in a sense, because it is, it's your client that you're trying to get some sense into their life, uh, their lives, you know, so why is it, why is it important for them to know why can't they, why can't you just let them move forward and forget that stuff? <laughs> Living in the past, your <laughs> dreams, they fade so fast. Yeah, you don't want to live in the past and, you know, spend all your time there. But for the young lady that was eight who came to me and I saw immediately Vietnam, like she had passed a horrible death, bounced back here. And she was so concerned about our president, how he treated our um, vets, war. She was just so concerned. She was eight. And they had actually put her on medications because she had these you know, where she draw dark pictures of guns. And so she was medicated. And she she basically talked to me about this person named Dirk. Dirk. So I write it in the notes, Dirk, 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 Dirk. And so as the years go by, she works with me. She heals. She starts, you know, writing in color. She gets off all of her medications. And she starts talking about, like, angels and stuff, archangels. And, and she's so funny. But she is now 21, and she is Dirk. Or she, that's what her first name was. She got a sex change, and her name is Dirk. His name is Dirk. But in the end, I think if you can kind of ponder past lives, me thinking I was a boy in a past life, coming here trying to be a female, raise kids, and have men, you know, maybe tell me what to do. I didn't go over very well. So this is my first training ground as a female, as a mother, and as a wife. And so it wasn't something I w I'm just practicing this lifetime, if that makes sense. But if we are aware that maybe we've been men and women in past lives and we can see that, maybe it'll explain why we think we're different. But really, we're just many, many verses of ourselves in past lives. I don't know if that answers the question, but. No, I, I think it does. I think that what what I was because I was reading uh, some of my my Buddhist teachers about this in. Uh, the, the magazine called The Lion's Roar. And it was an article that featured this business of uh, you've only had one life. He's asking, you know, as a question for the, the title. And then um, he, what they're saying is life goes on. You know, I mean, it's a, I mean, I, I hate to say it that way. I mean, it, it's it sounds so simplistic, but that's the one the one of my Norman Fisher, who has illuminated me so much about living passionately and with compassion uh in his book he says all it all it means to me this business of uh getting reborn being reborn is life continues you know and how do how do you manifest that life as it continues i think is the next question you know and um coming in touch coming in touch with my my past let's say my I've always envisioned and seen myself as a dancer, a male dancer, you know, and um, and is that where I was, you know, or was I a female dancer, you know, because I come into that sometimes, you know, in the sense of the way I move and people will say, well, yeah, I mean, you have a lot of feminine characteristics and I'm thinking, who cares? You know, <laughs> no. really? 
I have a lot of masculine you know, I mean, characteristics. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, so you come to that position where, or that place in your life where you just accept it, that we are so completely complex in terms of what we've gone through, being reborn, being reborn, being reborn. You know, how many lives have I lived? And it's fascinating to me. But do you think, do you think that some people are more connected with a with the past life than others? So in, in my, the lives I see, at least three of them, I was trained either in a temple or I was trained to to be a seer or to communicate with spirit or God. Like as a midwife, I was conversing with the other side and asking the person who was comatose in our minds, because I had a vow of silence that lifetime, if they were ready to go. If they were ready to go, I would help them cross over. And I have many people that have been on the table with me that have seen this this life um, and have had issues with stroke in this life. So it's very interesting, uh, you know, with uh, being in a coma, such thing. But um, long story making short is that I was trained in the higher chakras. I don't have many lifetimes in the lower chakras. I wasn't a farmer. I can barely grow anything. I wasn't, that's why grounding is so important to me. I wasn't um, in charge of a lot of money. If I was in a temple, people took care of me. It was a short life, but I don't know. I didn't have to take care of myself. As a seer in, in Ireland, I I was paid to help uh, kind of, you know, when to plant, when to, to go to battle, when not to go to battle, things like that. And so my higher chakras are super in, tuned up. My lower chakras are what I, I struggle with. So this lifetime I'm learning to what? I had I had babies, you know. That's, if you want to be grounded, be pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> have childbirth and, you know, have a house, have a home, take care of it, you know, take care of children. That is super grounding. Um, most of the work I did was with physical work. I love physical work because it gets me out of my head. So my higher chakras are are tuned up. So I know a lot of healers that see their past lives, but financially they're ruined. <laughs> you know, they don't have great relationships. So they're here working on the lower chakras. And for the lower chakra people, it's time for them to tune up the higher chakras. So I'm, I'm just going to bring up Benny because he's a Capricorn. So he's super in the root chakra. He's, you know, I see him as a money handler in a church. He's just very good at what he does. But at this lifetime, you know, lifting his spirits, you know, looking up, counting his blessings, maybe meditating, you know, that's the higher chakras. Maybe even taking up something creative like music. Those are all higher chakra exercises. And if you want to see a past life, you've got to ask. I love the song. It says, ask and you shall receive. If you ask... The universe will give you winks and synchronicities. Then you have to be open to it. And if you're open to it, you're open your higher chakras, then you'll start getting little pictures or little winks, like I said. So you had a wink just recently. Yes, I did. Now tell me what it was. <laughs> well, the other day we were talking pre-Zoom and you said, I feel like we were in a uh, we were in the church together. You said that. And then yes. I, I said something and then you we went on to our Zoom and you said, well, I was in the garden the other day and I had this aha moment that you and I were together in a past life. And I said, oh, the only thing I can remember about my life in a monastery was the gardens and the music. Yeah. And, and you said what? I said, absolutely. That's all. I mean, I, I talked about the parade, you know, the morning, the morning ritual of, uh, you know, of walking the gardens and chanting or uh, pro nobis, which is pray for us, pray for us. And we would call on different saints, uh, you know, different characters in the church 
to pray for us. And it was in unison and there was no talking. It was only through the chanting. And uh, and that carried on because then we, as we went back to the service, the, the, the morning mass, we we slipped into Gregorian chant and it was um, it was so electrifying and so uplifting that I just it was like walking on a cloud. You know, and uh, and, and that's and, this and, lifetime. This is that this is the lifetime you remember because you went towards the church at very young. Yes. 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 But I mean, I think that it's uh, it, it's so based in something so primal in my own my own experience, you know, primordial. Well, when I heard Gregorian chants, and I was probably 21, I felt like I, I came home. And, and that's about when I started seeing these past lives and things. And when you said, because I know I was a young girl that was, you know, we were poor. And poor families, you either went military or you went to the, they just had to get rid of you. <laughs> they couldn't yeah. feed you. And I saw me in that, that life, same kind of Gregorian chants, the gardens and such. And then when you said you saw us together, then I saw a picture. See how I'm looking up? Anyways, I saw a picture of us as children. And, like, you were my brother. That's what I got. Like, you were my brother. I was your sister. And we were given to the church probably to raise us. And it was a good thing for us at that time. And so maybe that's why when we had our first conversation, it just was so reunited. We were reunited in this lifetime. That makes, yeah, I can understand that. I can understand that it would make so much sense. I mean, you know, as I, yes, as I had that premonition that I, you know, I mean, or that realization, I mean, what do you call it? You know, it was like this, it was like a, a spark of energy that said, you, you knew her before, <laughs> you know, so then I, I walked around and thinking, all right, so uh, tell me a little bit more, please, you know, calling on the spirit world to illuminate me, you know, and, and I think that, um, I think that it, that meditation also in the latter part of my life, as I started moving more toward a kind of secular meditation, you know, and I don't know if there is such a thing, but it was it was definitely coming into contact with parts of myself that, you know, I never knew existed, you know, and so I'm thinking, again, life goes on, you know, we we don't die, really, <laughs> you know, we just carry on. And I like you said you, the parts that you didn't know existed. So for me, it was the library as a kid. And I'm remembering, I am remembering that library. I don't know how I got a library card, but I was there all the time by myself, whether it was music, checking out, you know, albums and such. But as I got older, I was curious and I could go to the library and I could get a, a book on anything. St. Germain was one of them, but I could go there, Edgar Casey, whatever it was. And I was just finding all these books, Buddhism, Hinduism and reading. And I think, when I read things and I said, wait a minute, this makes sense to me because none of this was taught in my house. This is not, except for my grandma or his angel who saw the angel and came to her and talked about where her baby had passed into the light and such. Uh, that's probably another trigger. But yeah, I think that the universe, if you ask, you will receive, but then what will happen is your life will change. Because what if you start believing in past lives and you're going to a church like I was where they called me Satan? And they said to throw yeah. my books away. That's what they told me, throw my books away. Yeah, I mean, because it's threatening, isn't it? it, it, it it's the uh, the status quo is being questioned, you know, and uh, that that's, that's mischievous and it's going to cause trouble, you know. I want to ask you something that when I was reading about the Buddhists, they say it's not really you that is, rebu is, that is reborn, 
it's the illusion of you. <laughs> I am and you talk about you talk about that illusion in your book. Well, because it came to me one day meditating. It says, I am, so are you. Everything else is just an illusion. And I was on my license plate. I am, so are you. I am, so are you. <laughs> for, for a long, long time. And then I put everything else is just an illusion. So we are, we, we be, we, he, we are here. And then everything else is a dream that we paint with our mind's eye. So we are co-creators and we're making um, our world through the higher chakras. And, but we were given a gift of life. In physical form, okay? There's other places you can go, which I haven't even delved into that, where you don't have a body. But that, well, besides, you know, the other side of the veil. But for here right now, we have a, the physical body. And the physical body is to eat, drink, and be merry. It's to experience physical touch as much as you can. Put your feet on the earth. Um, you know, feel pain and, and pleasure. And so that's why we came here is to experience um, the physical world. And so... As I look out the window, <laughs> everyone's crazy driving around the world, doing whatever they do. Um, I'll probably be at the beach after this. <laughs> yeah, that's my 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 illusion, my vision, my imagination. Well, they say the what the Buddha says is that um, we are we are an ever changing collection of consciousness, feelings, perceptions, and impulses that that we struggle. To hold on to together, to hold on to together, to maintain the illusion of self. And I think that's where the heartfelt intentions come in. So we yeah. we are you know we we are mind. We have our mind, and then we have our heart. And if you uh, feel something enough, if you feel it, you're more likely to manifest it. Um, a lot of people can think things, and they physically get it done. It's not fun. It's not synchronistic. It probably hurts people along the way. That's called karma, <laughs> right? You're creating karma. But if you use your minds, we said the divine mind, to create beautiful experiences and relationships and keep the earth clean and healthy and do what God you know, intended us to do was to create heaven here on earth, then that's the heartfelt intentions. And that's when the lower chakras come in and they give you things like a dinner the other night when I said, oh, I just don't want to cook. I hope somebody asks me for dinner and they knock, knock, knock at my door. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, this is the guy who lost his dog the day before and him and his wife invite me over it's a field i cross right where i live i had salmon i had the most amazing food amazing company and all i said was i just don't want to cook dinner i hope someone invites me <laughs> and then i got a text from my friend I'm like too late i already ate <laughs> <laughs> but that's the divine mind right i didn't say god i hate my life I, my refrigerator's empty i don't any of those things i could have said i just like god i just really don't want to cook today someone needs to invite me to dinner <laughs> Yeah, the divine mind setting your intentions and then I could have said no right if I wasn't open to receiving like the olden days and then I said should I bring something and the old Dina were like oh god if I don't bring something I'm you know I can't go blah 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 and he's like no you don't need anything just bring yourself and the note said he was putting it on the door uh, salmon veggies um, and beer and wine <laughs> you want to come over and see us and I said okay <laughs> well you know when I think this, you just use the word receive and I think a lot of this has to do with uh, an openness called receptivity. You know, the fact that we can't be sitting around watching television 48 hours a day and expect that we're, we're going to learn something about, a, let's say, a past life or learn something about ourselves or learn what, what it means to have an intention for the day, you know. Um, you know, and then uh, it, 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 I think we have to be 
open. Well, and you, it's like you have to be experienced. It. You don't know anything unless you have experienced it personally. So you can read something. And one day my meditation said, Dina, you've read enough books. Now you need to practice all those things you read in relationships. So that's yeah. me getting away from the books, which I enjoyed. I love meditating. But now they're like, you need to get out there in the trenches and you need to practice. It's not enough to know everything and tell people what to do. You have to um, walk the talk. Yeah. That's That's yeah. Physical body. And then there, yeah. And there's a time where, in a sense, I mean, this sounds so, I, I don't know if I should say this, but a time when you have to start living. Remember, you know, and live, I, I, live I think, backwards is evil. It's in my book. Live yeah, backwards yeah, yeah. Evil. You say that in your book. And I think that, um, I, I think that it's so easy, in a sense, to cop out. You know, and to and to just roll along merrily, merrily, you know, and I, I just don't, I mean, even in my old age now, I don't want to do that. You know. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to talk about what you're going to do after the break. <laughs> you're listening to Great. Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Stay tuned. Coming back again. I said you're coming back, coming back. If you feel stressed, overwhelmed, or stuck, join me, Dina Marie, at Marla Williams Transformational Retreat at the Bow Sanctuary in Bow, Washington. I have personally experienced transformation by working with Marla. If you are ready to experience a calm like you have never had before, feel more joy and happiness within, and get immediate results that last, join me at this amazing three-day wellness retreat and transform your life into one you love living. Go to MarlaWilliams.net and click on Retreat to sign up today. Thinking about getting away for a day or an overnight stay? Pristine Pacific Northwest Island Beauty is closer and more affordable than you may think. From unspoiled hills to uncrowded Puget Sound shoreline, from wildlife and stately evergreen forests to bald eagles and blue herons, Whidbey and Camino Islands have it all. They're both located in Puget Sound and are an easy drive from either Seattle or Vancouver, B.C. Both islands are accessible by bridge, and each island is a wonder of nature and scenic beauty to be enjoyed by the entire family. To visit this classic Pacific Northwest experience, visit WhidbeyCamanoIslands.com or like them on Facebook to see all they have to offer. You'll discover that island time is just a short drive away and can be affordably yours this weekend. Whidbey and Camano Islands, the shortest distance to far away. Little Big Fest Music and Art Festival is back August 11th through the 13th at the Whitby Island Fairgrounds Event Center in Langley, Washington. Little Big Fest is a weekend of local and regional live music, arts, and family fun on a beautiful island in the Pacific Northwest. Come for the day or stay all weekend. Visit littlebigfest.org and get your day or weekend pass with or without camping. Check out the bands. That's littlebigfest.org. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. 
to contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bringing good vibes to the Puget Sound and the world. Alternative Talk 1150. In the past you chose your fate Your future moves on while you wait There really is no time or space Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie, and we are talking past lives. <gasps> are we coming back again? Well, I believe we are. And with me is Anthony Mana. Thank you, Anthony, for joining us this morning. We're so glad to be here. It's always I, I, I always feel like when I come to the when I come to your show that you uh, give me the title, which is called Lift Your Spirits. You know, but then I I get that from your book too. I mean, how many times we've met? Ninety six times. <laughs> Ninety six times on um, Zoom to talk about our life's journey, and particularly me when I write my pieces. When I write my pieces about what I have come to know through your book, and this idea of being reborn, having a past life is starting to take center stage. And here we are on this very, very day. I, I wanted to ask you if, if some of these signs, I, I started doing some research on past lives and a lot of the people who talk about this love to talk about uh, the signs that you know or signs that you are in tune with to know that there's rebirth or that you could be reborn. And one of them, was, and you talked about this, I think, a lot, but tell me if I'm wrong, recurring dreams or visions. I, I hear that. I, as soon as I saw that, I thought of you. Well, I had a young boy. His name was Nate. And the mom, uh, and she, she was very religious, but she was getting down to the point where if she didn't do something with her son, he was going to be medicated, ADHD, whatever they wanted to call him. And she had a, a morning meeting with me. It was like promoting your business in Snohomish. And she's like, God, maybe I'll go to Dina. <laughs> maybe I'll take my son to Dina. And so we go in, and the little boy talks about dreams, his dreams of being a soldier, his dreams of falling off the chine. Like, he was telling me all these, these dreams that he had. And so during the session, I saw him with a musket in front of his uh, nose because he was. when you shoot it, it blows up in your face over and over again. I'm just seeing this as a, a vision while he's in front of me. And he has this, this impulse to touch his nose and put sp spit on it. Like all the time yeah. to where he's rubbing his nose to where he's raw. And so I see this. I tell him about it. And he's like, yeah. And he never did it again. Okay. But when the mom walked in, she goes, yeah, he has these crazy dreams. I said, why don't you start listening to his dreams? So he came to me over and over again. He also talked to the archangel Metatron, which is crazy because that's the indigo kid angel. I didn't even know that. He told me that because Metatron told him to do certain things like not get into trouble. <laughs> so as the years went by, he wasn't medicated. As the years went by, he played at a music festival that I started, and I got to see him sing on stage. Then he was on my show, and he got to talk about those crazy rocks he picked. And he, he doesn't really remember his past lives, but at that time, if he didn't have someone listen to it, because he drug it over, see, he was, he was doing something from a past life, then he just quit doing it. I just rubbed my nose <laughs> because he just, yeah. he just quit doing it. And then now the mother, she's been on the show multiple times, and she's a great friend of mine. 
and she's got into all kinds of like this intuition stuff and you know empowerment and it changed the whole family this young boy by them listening to their his dreams realizing that he probably was in these past lives changed their lives in this life pretty cool well, my, and i wanted to ask you about this because I, I well i love the way you just described that because you you gave a concrete example and one of the one dream that keeps coming back to me lately uh in in, in this period of my life is not being ready or prepared to perform or teach it's a it's a very frust i i wake up exhausted because i'm 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 like no 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 i feel like people are taking me taking time away from me you know i you know and, and it's time again time but is my see, enemy. dream state is is where where you cross over your dreams you die every night if you fall asleep you that's the the other side that's the other side that's where the, your loved ones can come through that's where you can get premonitions and you know what's going to happen next in your dream but you're you're doing what i'm doing you're data dumping because you and i are in a safe place in relationship well i'm not in a relationship i'm by myself but you're in a safe relationship where now you can go back to your past you're data dumping from your professor days yeah you're cleaning out your closets from all those days you had to perform all those days you had to jump through hoops all those days you had to show up and you're exhausted true you know and and i think i mean that's what it feels like when i'm in the dream that it's exhausting you know and uh it's it, it just feels it feels like it's so uh, temperamental but it's it's a good thing that you're doing it now like i'm having stuff from my childhood that i never did see but i'm healing it i'm data dumping because in that when you're in a stressful period of your life you you store it below you stash it you stash it and it's not in your higher chakra, it's in your lower chakras. So when you get into a safe place, some people, they get into a safe place, that's when their worst nightmares start to happen because now they got to clean out the past. They have to clean out what they didn't have time for before. So I call it voluntary unkinking your hose. <laughs> that's when we do the writing and that's when we do the dream analysis and that's when we practice the higher chakra stuff so it doesn't have to be like PTSD and those nightmares those firefighters have. That's them re remembering the the stuff because they're out of the military or they're out of the firefighters now and now they're it's all coming up when they should be happy and retired no they're not retired because now their homework begins because they're not in so, battle so is, is data or data dumping good yes it's very good as long <laughs> as you know what it is and i only came up with this writing in my book because i had all these kids telling me their dreams and they would have uh, monsters chasing them chasing them chasing them. i'm like do you watch scooby-doo <laughs> <laughs> and they all did but it was like okay or or one young lady she's in the book she had learning disabilities and then through us doing our coloring and our shocker readings and stuff her dad killed a bear in front of her and if you don't oh. think that shut down her higher chakras and she was having nightmares she was and as soon as we talked about it and i told her what the dream was was representing she didn't have it anymore her learning you know, excelled but i also had to talk with the mom and the dad that is no place for a, a five-year-old to be <laughs> killing a bear <laughs> they had homework they had homework mm -hmm. and the other the other um the feelings of deja vu that comes up over and over again you've been somewhere or done something before even though you know you haven't and if you pay attention that's the universe giving you that wink so keep it's usually when you're with somebody you're like we've been here before and you'll, you'll say it like that. I feel like we've done this before. That's the kind of person you want to hang out with just for a little bit and delve into 
something. Something's happening. That's probably a karmic connection. You're learning something from each other. And and my Reiki teacher said, you know how like when you're out and about and there's thousands of people at a mall and you don't talk to anyone except for one person. And that's the only person you even noticed. And you have an interaction like you did with the woman at the grocery store. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's a multiverse. So it's all energy. And if you come here and you have a certain energy, you're going to gravitate towards someone that you need your family from a past life. And you're working on something. You're working. And I'm working. I, I can pinpoint my, my grandkids where they came from. It was a beautiful life in England. They took me in as a kitchen um, servant, but they treated me more like family. I can't wait for, to cook for them tonight. <laughs> when they come over, I just can't wait. And I know he was a captain and he was wealthy and he was kind and he took me in. And I, I had a really good ending to that lifetime because I had food. I had heat, you oh, know. That's, that's great. But uh, when I spend time with my grandkids, it is nothing but pure joy. And I, it's because I can see and it, Emma and Ethan. And I said that he was from England a long time ago before Emma was even born. But uh, my daughter and she was with, in the kitchen with me, the mom. And she's always in the kitchen now. <laughs> she's always cooking for those kids. And I'm like, remember when? <laughs> Deja vu, but it Deja was vu. it was Ethan yeah. when and he was I, little. Yeah. yeah, I know that I've I I know that for me the deja vu is always that I I'm a member of a dance company. You know, and I I was the member of a dance company actually, but not the one that I see in my my dream or my state, because there I'm 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 leaping in ways that I could never leap in my middle age and old age, <laughs> you know, it's like, I was very youthful and it was, uh, and I know, I mean, I see it, I see it that I've done something before, even though I haven't. And you were bringing up the children. We were talking this morning and about the children that come here and they just know, they know things. They just know things. They're born. What are they, what are they called when they are, uh, come on. They know how to play piano, but they've never played it before. Cautious. <laughs> there's a word for it well savant is is that similar yeah but that's yeah i don't know exactly right. you, you <laughs> i'm could, right there with you okay for instance i have never played a musical instrument instrument in any of my life just gifted yeah, yeah. <laughs> gifted but it's not there's a word for it but when you come in and you already know how to play piano you already know how to draw it's just it's but in past lives they have worked very hard at playing an instrument so in my lifetimes i remember them playing music for me my bards i remember like the man who did the song with me was my bard. So he's always, I, I have three bards in my life and Jonathan's one of them. And they just love to play music and sing for me. And that's because that's what their, actually their job was to entertain me. Right. So I'm sure and I, I, I have a, a friend who's, I saw her as a can-can dancer and, and, and she goes, how did you know? I just love to do that thing and show my britches or whatever. <laughs> She's kind of wild and crazy. I love her. But dancing has been going on for a long, long time. Yeah. So you can research certain dances that you kind of see in your mind's eye. That's the style. Maybe ask, you could in meditation, ask where. And that's what, it's guided imagery, guided meditation. You just go, okay, I'll tell you how I do it. So I take three deep breaths. I relax my body. And if I feel my neck's, you know, stressed out or whatever, I just breathe through my neck, my jaw. I do all these things to relax my body. And I ask a question. Why is this person a thorn in my side? <laughs> And it could be just like that. And then I just close my eyes and breathe. And sure enough, I'll start to see a movie. And if I don't think and I don't push it away or create it myself and just watch, 
They're going to show me something I never, ever could imagine, and it will answer the question. And then I usually get up and I would write what I saw. And as I'm writing, I'm going, this person is teaching me that same damn lesson that that other person taught me and the other person. It's like, I still haven't learned this certain thing I need to do. Sometimes it's just learning how to say thank you and receiving instead of being the martyr and the victim and all that. So it's, it's super, it's just an exercise and practice, right? But I think that's our next homework for you is in your meditation <laughs> is to ask where you were a dancer. Well, you know, and, and as you're saying this right now, I mean, I cannot believe this because I know that in some ritualistic way, I was doing a kind of uh, Inca uh, or, you know, it, it had to be that. I, I, I just, you know, I, and I, at one point in my life, I, I went to Vermont and I studied Commedia dell'arte, which is a kind of comedy where characters are like the pantalone character. They're, they're stylized characters that have very stylized movements. And I just felt that I knew that, you know, and, and I know, I know that what I do is I see myself as the Inca, you know, from, from that world of uh, sunlight and uh, that the dances are very ritualistic and formulated um and patterned and i'm doing it with other people of the same ilk i see it too and now we write it down so that because you know the world gets busy and we might forget you know but you just write it down and then you nowadays you well in the old days i had to go find books and stuff but now we have the internet so somebody if you delve into something oh what i used to do was horrible though is i would go to the internet and see like certain weapons that people use the era and then look up like chastity belt. Don't look it up. <laughs> oh, because I, I had st- to wear one. Did, did you really? No. In the monastery. Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, but I had these women with sexual issues, right? Sexual issues. Yeah. And it's because I saw that the, they, were, they were put on, but the men never came back. So they didn't get to get out of them. These, and it, yeah. it was very torturous. And, and you could see it in their body and they usually couldn't have children. But there are certain eras, bless my husband, my ex-husband's um, very historic, but he would, I would just imagine something, not imagine, I would see it, tell him, and he would give me the era. And it was really, Godina, that was a knife they used, this is a sword they used, this is the, like, there's a different um, weapon for the guard. The guard has hooks, <laughs> you know, so that yeah. you don't run away. But all these things that I would see then, and that's another thing, people don't remember their past lives because they're brutal. We have not been good yes. to each other in, the, in this lifetime. A lot of it's very, very torturous, brutal. Uh, I rarely see, I mean, we're all going to die of something. You know, a lot of childbirth um, deaths and things like that. So it's, if people don't remember life, it's because it's always not, not something you want to remember. But if you're having the same reoccurring issue in life, why not try it and ask the universe to give you some help in that area so you can get, move on and get past it. Here we go. Yeah. I mean, that's because one of my initial questions, what, what's the worth? You know, what's the value of this? I mean, what, why, why have to go back when you could be moving forward? And like I said, it only happens when somebody's getting hit over the head by a two by four with the same issue. So then that's when I'll see something like a person that's super unable to express themselves and, you know, 
they were born with a cleft palate and like having their tongue cut out in a past life for expressing themselves is going to be very heavy. Um, yeah, I saw a lot of things <laughs> that, you know, but then when they come out of the Re- Reiki, for instance, the, the man who had that said he saw the people in his dreams and they came to him and said, it's all right, let it go. They actually made him believe in past lives. It also made him believe that we live on. And if I can talk to the people that have crossed over now, they tell me, live life to the fullest. You only get a body. It's like, you know, get get that new car for so long and then you don't have a car. Then I guess you walk around. I don't know. But you've got to use your physical body, the one you're given. Today, I thought, you know, I'm going to just keep running every day in the woods. And then I saw a deer, huh? I saw a baby deer. Yeah, yeah, that was wonderful. I'm experienced life. There, there is more to our lives than the little span of time between birth and death. The teaching of rebirth tells us that our life and death are significant beyond their appearances, more significant than we know. We're energy, and our energy matters. And if we're a part of this body called God, if I tune up my energy and I love you, that tunes up the energy of everybody else. You know, And if I die with hate... And anger, and that's what happens. When you pass, you take whatever you're feeling with you at that moment. And so sometimes I go, Dina, would you like to die with that heart <laughs> or that thought in your head? I'm like, absolutely not. So change your tune absolutely and think something not. else. Oh, that's so important. That's so important. But yeah, you have, you have to write another book. <laughs> oh, I don't know what's going to happen to me next. I know I'm going to be a dog sitter and a grandma. That's it right now. To write a book while you're watching the dogs. I, you know, got, see, he's a synchronicity. I just <laughs> in the woods. I'm like, okay, these go. all these people are hiring you to sit in the house. What are you going to do while all those dogs are running around? <laughs> write a book. Thank you, Benny. Very, very good. There you go. And I've always wanted to do one on synchronicity because people don't. I'm going to tell a synchronicity. So I work with the guys at the distillery, and it was kind of late at night, and um, they let me go early. But right before I left, I was talking about how my dad owned a bar in on Eighth here in Bellevue. And on Sundays, we'd get to play pinball and fo- all foosball, everything. But we had these uh, quarters painted with fingernail polish so that when, you know, my dad would pull those out and act, they're not money he made. That's right. our money. So I'm just telling you, and it was around probably the time he passed away. So I was talking about my dad, maybe thinking about him or something. And then they let me go home early and I they come dun, 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 on my door. Dina, what? He goes, it's a red quarter. I'm like, no way. He goes, we were just counting the money tonight. I don't even know if we even did any money that day because we do debit cards. He goes, it's a red quarter. I go, it doesn't mean anything if it's not 1975. And he's like, it's 1975. <laughs> and I have a picture of it. I mean, and cool. I have the quarter at my house. But now the guys, they believe. They believe in me. <laughs> That's pretty clever, by the way. Oh. The whole money thing, anyways, just oh, at the business. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's pretty clever. But just, I haven't seen a red quarter this this whole time yeah. but that's the universe playing with you a little bit and i also said before that morning to my friend mike who's my boss i said i don't i didn't want to tell you last year but during christmas when we were working together your mom wanted me to give you a hug well his mom's passed right and a year before that during that other time i wasn't going to tell him because he would have thought i was crazy and he goes oh my god and we i gave him a big hug and he goes she would have definitely on christmas mm-hmm. wanted to give me a big hug so those are me getting me out into the public. So now they know exactly who I am, right? And then the synchronicities come faster if you're if you are being yourself. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> you're a dancer. Well, you and I are dancers. Yeah. Be open. Be re- you know. Receive. Receive. And then give. Oh, Anthony Mana, 
I there's something that happens when we're together, and I I do feel like you are my brother because I just have this like coming home, and my heart's full. We've talked an hour and a half already today, and we're gonna talk later. <laughs> but it's just it feels good, and if it feels good and you're doing it, do more of that. If it's not feeling good, put yourself on a diet of feeling good, and then you have more synchronicity. You will remember past lives. Dreams will come to you. They'll be very um, how do you call it? Insightful. You'll get information from the other side. Life is more playful. And if you want to see our energy matters with Anthony Mana and Dina Marie, you can go to dina-marie.com. I have a link there. Our energy matters. Click on that, and you could see that we've been hanging out forever. Because even before the '94, we were talking on the phone for almost a year. So we've been together almost three years. In this Absolutely. lifetime. In this lifetime. One hundred percent. Absolutely. I. <laughs> And it's Doctor. Uh, it's uh, AnthonyManaBooks.com if you want to check out Anthony's uh, website. He's an author, a children's author, and I interviewed him September 2020, and we've been together ever since. And if you want to think about relationships, if, again, you're having a relationship and it's feeling good, it probably was a good relationship in that past life, and now we're reuni- reunited and we're family again. Here we are. Soul, a soul connection with each other that's what we that's what we've developed a soul connection and it's been lovely again like always so i guess what i'll have to say is tune into our youtube because we'll be doing one here soon again once a week and then otherwise come back next week for more people places and activities that will lift your spirits
coming back, coming back again. You're coming back, coming back again. I said you're coming back, coming back again. You're coming back, coming back, coming back again. In the past you chose your fate Your future moves on while you wait There really is no time or space That hold you back from what awaits All the days worth more than gold Secrets will unfold Don't waste your time on anything That forgiveness will not bring Know that you found your way To cherish every day In the end you know it You finally found your way You're coming back, coming back again You're coming back, coming back again I said you're coming back, coming back again You're coming back Coming back, coming back again